بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم we continue the uh, chapter on sincerity from the riyad al-salihin the explanation of which is based upon that of our shaykh muhammad al-salih al-taymin rahimahullahu ta'ala and we have reached uh, hadith number 3 wa an aisha radiyallahu anha qalat qala an-nabiy sallallahu alayhi wa sallam لا هجرة بعد الفتح ولكن جهاد ونية وإذا استنفرتم فانفروا متفق عليه The Prophet ﷺ said in the hadith reported by Aisha she said that he ﷺ said there is no immigration after al-fatih after the conquest of Mecca but only jihad ونية only jihad striving and fighting in the cause of Allah will continue and good intention وَإِذَا اسْتُنْفِرْتُمْ فَانْفِرُوا and uh, if you are summoned to fight uh, then uh, go forth uh, the meaning uh, Imam al-Nawi rahimahullah put the following statement under this hadith he said وَمَعْنَاهُ and it means لَا هِجْرَةَ مِنْ مَكَّةِ it means there is no immigration from Mecca after its conquest and لِأَنَّهَا صَارَتْ دَارَ Islam Because it turned to be a Dar of Islam A home of Islam And uh, in this hadith The Prophet والسلام, negated the immigration after the conquest of Mecca فَقَارَ لَا هِجْرَةً هذا النفي, this negation ليس على عمومي It is not in the general sense Meaning that the hijra uh, the hijra, the immigration for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and for his messenger and for his deen is not nullified and is not discontinued after the conquest of Mecca because he sallallahu alayhi wasallam said in the hadith reported by Abu Dawood in the book of Jihad and, uh, and by Imam Ahmad and it is authentic لا تنقطع الهجرة حتى تنقطع التوبة ولا تنقطع التوبة حتى تخرج الشمس من مغربها He said immigration will not end will not cease until repentance ends and repentance will not end until the sun rises in the west until the sun rises in the west so what is intended in the hadith here the hadith of Aisha is the negation of the immigration from Mecca from Mecca not the immigration in the general sense as the author Rahimahullah Al-Imam Al-Nawi explained because لأن مكة as he said after the conquest became a land of Islam and will not turn to a land of Kufr and that's why the Prophet ﷺ negated the immigration uh, after the conquest uh, f- uh, of Mecca from Mecca and Mecca was under the <coughs> authority of the Mushriks and they expelled the Prophet ﷺ from it and he immigrated by Allah's leave to al Medina. and eight years later he returned وسلم, to Mecca victorious alayhi salatu wassalam and so Mecca turned from 
a land of kufr into a land of faith and land of Islam and therefore there is no immigration from it afterwards and in this there is evidence that Mecca will not return to be a land of kufr rather it will continue to be a land of Islam until the hour is established or until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wishes then he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said walakin he explained walakin jihadun wa meaning the matter is after this after the conquest of Mecca is jihad striving in Allah's cause in the battlefield meaning the people of Mecca will leave Mecca for the sake of jihad will leave Mecca for the sake of jihad and and then he said waniya aniya and good intention the good intention for the jihad for in the cause of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala meaning the person intends in his jihad that the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be prevalent then he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said wa idha stunfirtum fanfiru meaning idha stanfarakum waliyu amrikum lil jihad fi sabilillah fanfiru wujuba it means when the ruler mobilizes you mobilizes the people then they must go forth and they must respond for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala meaning to have the jihad for the sake of Allah the most high and under such situation when the ruler summons or mobilizes the people for jihad and then it becomes that the jihad is becomes fardu ain it becomes an compulsory duty an obligatory upon everyone who is accountable everyone who is accountable if people are summoned to fight for the jihad then in this case they must respond and no one shall shall remain behind except by the legal permit Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated in surah at-tawbah chapter 9 verse 38 and 39 يُعَذِّبْكُمْ this is from Surah At-Tawbah. Oh, you believe? What is the matter with you that when you are asked to march forth in the cause of Allah, meaning in jihad, you cling heavily to the earth? Are you pleased with the life of this world rather than the hereafter? But little is the enjoyment of the life of this world as compared with the hereafter. If you, if you march not forth, he will punish you with a painful torment and will replace you by another people. And you cannot harm him at all. And Allah is able to do all things. So this is one of the situations where the jihad becomes fard, fardu'ayn and obligatory upon every one who is accountable, meaning an individual obligation on those who are accountable. The second situation is when uh, cities are besieged by the enemy. The cities are besieged by the enemy. And this is another situation where the fighting in the cause of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala becomes 
and obligatory upon everyone who is accountable, even the woman and the elderly who are able in this case, because in this case the fighting is a fighting of defense, and as we will see later in other parts of the explanations concerning these matters, the Shaykh Rahimahullah also conditioned a very important condition in this regard, and that is even in the case of repulsion or defense, the ability to conduct the jihad is a condition, is a condition even under such situation, and we will uh, discuss this uh, later inshallah ta'ala. Now, so, people in this case, under the state of the siege, they must also come forth and be mobilized to defend the land, also given the condition of capability or ability, as we will discuss later. The third situation where the <coughs> jihad becomes a, an obligatory upon everyone who is accountable or in short fardu'ayn is إِذَا حَضَرَ الصَّفُّ وَالْتَقَ الصَّفَّانِ صَفُّ الْكُفَّارِ وَصَفُّ الْمُسْلِمِينَ صَارَ الْجِهَادُ حِينَئِذٍ فَرْضَعَيْن When the Muslim is present in where fighting is going on between the combatants the rows of Muslims and the rows of the Kafirs are meeting وَلَا يَجُوزُ and there is no permissibility for anyone to leave, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Surah Al-Anfal, chapter 15, chapter 8, chapter 8, verses 15 and 16. Allah ta'ala, Ya ayyuhalladheena إلا متحرفا لقتال أو متحيزا إلى فئة فقد باء بغضب من الله ومأواه جهنم وبئس المصير All who you believe when you meet those who disbelieve in a battlefield never turn your backs to them and whoever turns his back to them on such a day unless it be a stratagem meaning a strategy of war or to retreat to a troop of his own he indeed has drawn upon himself wrath from Allah and his abode is hell and worst indeed is that destination so when there is a strategy like for example when there is a military maneuver example leaving to bring reinforcements or when he is going to join another group of Muslims to strengthen them if they are in a stressed situation to strengthen them as long as there is no risk to the group he is in as long as there is no risk to the group he is in and running away from such situation when the armies meet with the disbelievers running away from such a situation is from the seven destructive sins is from the al-Mubiqat, the seven destructive sins running away from the day when the army is advancing. This is one of the sins that doom the person to hell. 
and the Prophet ﷺ mourned from this. And the fourth situation, the fourth situation when the jihad is fardu'ayn, and obligatory upon everyone who is accountable. When a person is needed, and no one else can do the task except him. For example, if in the case the weaponry is only known to him, and people need that in order to use and utilize this a new weapon, for example, then it is case it is become it becomes an obligatory duty upon him to strive in Allah's face, in Allah's in Allah's cause, even if the Imam does not summon him for that. Why? Because he is needed. Because he is needed. These are the four situations where the jihad is fardu'ayn. And as to other than that, then it is a collective duty. Fardu kifaya. Meaning obligatory upon the community as a whole. Meaning, if some people undertake that, then the rest are relieved of the obligation. This is called fardu kifaya, meaning collective duty. And the people of knowledge, rahimahumullah, said it is binding upon the Muslims that they strive in Allah's cause once in a year, once in a year, striving against the enemies of Allah in order to have the Kalima, Kalimatullahi Hiya Al-Uliya To have the word of Allah prevailing La ilaha illallah The Tawheed of Allah prevailing Not to defend their countries Just because this is their national homeland Because defending the country By considering it as just a national homeland This can come from the believers as well as from the non-believers. Even the kafirs defend their nations because this, they are their nations. However, the Muslim defends the deen of Allah. So, he defends his nation or his country, not because it is his country, for example, rather because it is an Islamic country. And therefore, يُدَافِعْ عَنْهُ he defends it himayatan lil-Islam as a protection for Islam in the land and therefore under such situations which we live nowadays the Shaykh Rahimahullah said yajibu alayna it's a must that we remember and remind the common people that the call to liberate the land and the like is not fitting or rather people should be mobilized to according to a mobilization based upon the deen. The objective is due to our deen. We mobilize and we say that we defend our deen before anything else because our land is Baladudin is a land of deen, land of Islam which needs protection. So therefore we must defend in accordance with this intention. 
in accordance with this intention. However, defending because of nationalism or partisanship or the like, this is something occurring by the kafir and by the believer. And it does not benefit the person on the day of resurrection. And if he is killed while his intention is to defend in this manner, then he is not a shaheed. He is not considered as a martyr because a Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was asked about the man fighting out of due to uh, partisanship or showing of bravery or for reputation of showing off for being praised for booty for his place to be seen he said and when he was asked about all of this he said he was asked which of these meaning objectives and aims and intentions is for the sake of Allah he said من قاتل لتكون كلمة الله هي العليا فهو في سبيل الله whoever fights so that the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the prevalent one then in this case he is in the cause of Allah so قال شيخنا رحمه الله انتبه إلى هذا القيد give attention to this restriction من قاتل لتكون كلمة الله هي العليا whoever fights so that the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala becomes prevalent. Not because this is his homeland. And if you are fighting for that objective, then you and the kafir, you are and the kafir are equal. You are the same. Lakin, however, however, rather instead fight so that the kalima of Allah be the prevalent, the prevalent one. Or exemplified in your in your country, meaning since it is an Islamic country. So in this case, if your objective is corrected in this manner, then it becomes fighting in the cause of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it has been affirmed from the Prophet وسلم, that he said, La yuklamu ahadun fi sabilillah. Wallahu a'lamu biman yuklamu fi sabilihi ayujrah. إِلَّا جَاءَ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ وَجُرْحُهُ يَثْعَبُ اللَّوْنُ لَوْنُ الدَّمِ وَالْرِيحُ رِيحُ الْمِسْكِ In the hadith reported by Bukhari and Muslim, the Prophet ﷺ said, If anyone is wounded in Allah's cause, and Allah knows certainly those who are wounded in His cause, except that on the day of resurrection He will become with His wound bleeding, the color is the color of blood, but the smell is that of the smell of musk perfume. So, contemplate how the Prophet ﷺ conditioned the shahada that the person fights so that he fights for the sake of Allah. And the fighting for the sake of Allah is to have the word of Allah prevailing. So therefore, it's obligatory upon the, the students of knowledge, he said, rahimahullah, to clarify to the people and explain that the fighting for the sake of the homeland is incorrect and rather the fighting should be to have the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala prevailing and وَأُقَاتِلُ عَنْ وَطَنِي and I defend and I fight for the sake of my land because mine is an Islamic land so I protect it from its enemies and the enemies of Islam and in accordance with this objective the intention then this intention would become a correct one and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
is the one who leads to all successes. In other places related to this subject, and these are very important, because many people nowadays have mixed up and due to misconceptions, to many misconceptions, confused and mixed up many of the issues related to the legal jihad and many people indulged in talking about it while they don't have really the knowledge that is needed to speak based upon it and clarify matters in accordance with the textual proofs and even not considering at all referring the matter to the grand scholars of the ummah who are by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala advise the ummah for that which is in accordance with the sharia not in accordance with the whims, desires and emotions that are out of control take for example when the shaykh rahimahullah was asked concerning giving aid and help to the weak Muslims in Bosnia, Bosnia and Herzegovina, I believe. He said, if the Muslim in authority in the lands of Islam gave advice to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to his messenger, but they are unable, meaning to conduct and give the help, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would excuse them. This is in his, in his meeting, in which is called the open meeting, which he conducted, uh, he used to conduct in his house, rahimahullah, and this was the second and number 284, and meeting number 43, question number 990. Meaning from this that the, that the one who could not do or conduct the jihad because of being incapable, then he is excused. Then he, rahimahullah, in the same meeting, which is called Al-Bab Al-Maftuh, meeting 42, question number 1095, he said, whether it is fardu kifaya or fardu ayn, whether the jihad is collective duty or fardu ayn, an obligatory duty upon everyone who is capable, فَلَا بُدَّ لَهُ مِنْ شُرُوطِ It's inevitable that it must be based on conditions. مِنْ أَهَمِّهَا Most important of which الْقُدْرَةِ The ability. فَإِنْ لَمْ يَكُنْ لَدَ الْإِنسَانِ قُدْرَةِ فَإِنَّهُ لَا يُلْقِي بِدَسِّهِ إِلَى التَّهْلُكَ If the person is incapable, then in this case he does not throw himself into destruction. So here you listen carefully and contemplate. He said, if it is a fardu kifaya or fardu ayn, and we know now the fard al ayn, we went over that four situations. From them even is the jihad of defense. And therefore this is included in the condition, meaning the ability. In another source, he, rahimahullah, said, in the explanation of the book of jihad from the Bulugh al-Maram, from the book of Bulugh al-Maram, the first tape, 
for the first tape, face number A, he said, if someone says to us nowadays, لماذا لا نحارب أمريكا وروسيا وفرنسا وإنجلترا why don't we fight America and Russia and France and UK why لماذا then he answered رحمه الله by saying لعدم القدرة because of the inability and then he compared the weapons we have compared to the theirs and described our weapons are like uh, knives compared to their rockets ما تفيد شيئا it doesn't benefit فكيف يمكن أن نقاتل هؤلاء so how could it be that we can, we can uh, possibly to fight them then he said ولهذا أقول إنه من الحمق it is foolishness for someone to say أنه يجب علينا that it is binding upon us obligatory upon us to fight America France France Inglaterra UK England and Russia كيف نقاتل how are we going to fight them هذا تأباه حكمة الله عز وجل this is something which is not fitting to the hikmah to the wisdom of Allah the most mighty and most majestic and also it is not something condoned by his shara' وَيَأْبَاهُ شَرْعُهُ لكن الواجب علينا what is the duty bound upon us is أن نفعل ما أمر الله به عز وجل is that we do and execute that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the most mighty and majestic commands أعد لهم مستطعتم من قوة prepare for them the مستطعتم what you are able to prepare from means of strength هذا الواجب علينا this is the obligation upon us and وأهم قوة and the most important of power we prepare هو الإيمان والتقوى faith and piety so from this you can easily understand that the wisdom of Allah, of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his legal commands do not condone the that Muslims indulge in fighting enemies their enemies when they are in a state of weakness and that the weak should prepare and the the preparedness is not only the weaponry because the weapon is materialistic and faith and the preparedness on the level of the faith is more of an obligation than the materialistic and the physical aspect and the call to fight in state of inability is as the Shaykh Rahimahullah described it is a type of foolishness then in his explanation of the same book which we are discussing now which is Riyadh al-Salihin and in volume 3 and in the first in the beginning of the book of Jihad page 375 he said fighting is obligation is an obligation but just like other obligations 
there is the condition for ability. And the Islamic ummah nowadays is عاجزه, incapable. لا شك عاجزة There is no doubt that it is عاجزة Incapable ليس عندها قوة معنوية ولا قوة مادية It does not possess neither the tangible uh, nor the intangible strength and power إذا يسقط الوجوب يسقط الوجوب عدم القدرة So therefore this takes away the obligation fear Allah to the best of your ability and in the meeting which is called Al-Bab Al-Maftuh the open door meeting meeting number 33 Question number 977 He said It's not in the capacity of Muslims nowadays To uh, fight the kafirs Not even the defensive type of jihad And repelling Explicit that ability even in the case of rebelling, repelling and or defending is something conditional that the ability is one of the conditions for the two types of jihad the collective and the compulsory or the obligatory one which is fardu'ayn obligatory or everyone who is capable also he rahimahullah said in the collection of his fatawa volume 18 page 388 he said in our times it is not possible to conduct jihad in the cause of Allah bisayfi wa nahwahu by the sword and the like. لِضَعْفِ الْمُسْلِمِينَ مَادِّيًّا وَمَعْنَوِيًّا Because of the weak state of the Muslims on the physical and the intangible levels. وَعَدَمْ إِتْيَانِهِمْ بِأَسْبَابِ النَّصْرِ الْحَقِيقِيَةِ Because of their lack of preparation and taking by the means for that bring forth or the means for attaining the real victory. And because And because now they are part of the covenants, the international covenants and treaties. Such that there remains only the jihad by inviting to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ala basira based on sure knowledge. So from what we have heard we should not therefore be swayed by uncontrolled emotions following anyone without basira, without sure knowledge regarding these matters 
I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make of this explanation a benefit for myself and for everyone who listens to it. Walhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen wa sallallahu ala muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam.